there is nothing worse than potential unrealized. We all have things that hold us back. What if we could find a way to get us unstuck? I'm Lachelle Weeby, and I am going to walk alongside you as you make the decision to get unstuck. Tune in as I help you realize that you are not alone, inspire hope, and offer practical solutions to help you step boldly into the life that you are meant to live. Hey everybody, welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. And today you guys get to spend some time with me, Lachelle Weemi, your host. And I'm going to be taking you guys through my experiences through this COVID-19 pandemic as a healthcare provider, as a mindset junkie, and help you guys realize that it's okay not to be okay. I think that those of us that listen to this podcast are overcomers, right? We want to get through things that are holding us back. We want to overcome whatever obstacles get in our way. But I think it's also okay to recognize that it's okay to be overcoming, meaning that we don't necessarily always get through something and then we're good to go, right? That there's a process that goes. And I really wanted to share this episode with you guys because I think that there are times in this experience that I have been really hard on myself, really judgmental of myself and my inability, I guess, to cope during some of this. And I want to shed some light on that and give you guys the permission, I guess, to be okay with not being okay. But I also want to give you guys the encouragement that we choose, right? We decide not to stay there. And so I just wanted to kind of take you down my journey on this and Maybe there's something that you can relate to, maybe not. Maybe there's a feeling that you can relate to, but in a totally different experience than what I've experienced. Maybe you just needed to hear this because you want to know what somebody else might be going through so that we can be less judgmental of one another. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're supposed to get out of this, I pray that whatever comes out of my mouth is going to be blessing to anybody that listens because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm super vulnerable sharing this with you. It's something that I feel like I've been embarrassed by, which is stupid because I shouldn't be, which there again is judgmental of myself, but I'm going to just take you down my journey. So to back up a little bit, those of you guys who maybe don't know, I am a healthcare provider. So on the front lines, I am a nurse anesthetist. And what that means is that I get the privilege of helping somebody fall asleep for surgery. I make sure that they are alive and safe and comfortable during the surgery. And then it's my job to wake them back up again afterwards, which means that I'm right there. And one of the parts of my job that I do every single day is I'm the one responsible to put the breathing tube in the patient's airway for the surgery, which means that my face literally is inches away from their face as they are essentially breathing back into me. And gosh, I got to tell you that never did I think that my job was dangerous until all of this came about. And I'm going to just take you through kind of my emotional journey, my thought journey during this and where I'm at now, because I'm going to be honest with you, I've had a couple of really hard days lately. It's Sunday right now, and I left work in tears on Friday. And so not through this by any means, but again, making the decision every day to keep going and and figure out how I can learn from that and make it better. So kind of backstory, I work for a pretty big medical institution and they're amazing and they do a lot to protect us. And when all of this first came out, I was part of the team of nurse anesthetists that were split into three groups. 
Only one group at a time was encouraged to come to the hospital, and the rest of us were told to stay home because they didn't want to expose us. And elective surgeries and non-emergent surgeries had dropped off completely. And that was a time in my life where I was given the opportunity to stay home with my family. And you guys, I was in the group that didn't have to go into the hospital for two weeks. So I had two weeks where I stayed home and then it was my turn. And during that time, it was really remarkable because you see, I have been visualizing this life for myself every single day. Part of my morning routine is visualization. And I visualize the part of my life where I am inspiring people. I'm encouraging people. I'm making a difference in people's lives. I'm being challenged and fulfilled. I'm I'm meeting another, other amazing people, but I'm also spending time with my kids. And here I was safe and sound in my home. And my husband was there with me because he's a teacher. And I had kids snuggled in in my arms and I was reading with them and helping them with their schoolwork. And then parts of my day were spent on Zoom, meeting amazing people from across the country, building my business and doing all of these things, knowing that I was having a paycheck coming in from my online business, from my medical career, and just felt the most amazing peace. It was almost like God was giving me a glimpse of what my life is going to look like and that what I had been visualizing was actually true in this exact moment. And that was such a gift. So So that was one of the times, one of my experiences in this was a high, right? Like a high part of this. And that was short-lived in the sense because soon it was my turn to go into the hospital. And I remember my first day back, you know, clearly I hadn't been there for two weeks. I hadn't been there since all of this had started. And as much as I tried to keep up to date with emails, you know, you can't really follow what to do next until you are actually experiencing it. And I remember getting to work and just being anxious, feeling like this place was a ghost town, like a normal bustling, large medical facility was almost empty, walking in with a mask on, walking in to fear of not knowing what I was going to bring home to my family. All of these really difficult emotions going in. And I got to work that day and they had me in an area of the hospital that I have worked in in the past, but I had not worked there for a while. So I was in a completely new area that I normally don't work in. And they put me in charge of the unit, which meant that I was now the leader of my colleagues. And I thought that I wasn't equipped. I wasn't equipped because I didn't know how to don and doff all of this protective equipment. I didn't know what to tell them. And the procedures that we were doing in this area were all high-risk procedures. They were all aerosolizing procedures, which meant that we had to wear the full gear the headgear, the masks, the gown, double gloving, doing all of the things and staying in that protective environment, the entire case, the entire surgical procedure. And it was all very overwhelming. And I felt like I was going to be letting my colleagues down by not being an expert in what it is that that I felt like I should be an expert in. I felt like I was letting my family down by not knowing exactly what I was supposed to do to keep myself safe so therefore I could keep them safe. I felt just very, very overwhelmed. And normally I find myself pretty optimistic, pretty well-equipped, cope well normally, I guess. And I found myself being so overwhelmed that morning that my heart was racing. I felt like just the sense of 
heaviness in my chest. And I remember going into the bathroom at one point that morning and I took a picture of myself as tears were just streaming down my face because I was overwhelmed with the situation. I was scared and I was feeling mad at myself for letting myself be scared. And I took a picture because I wanted to remember how I felt because I knew that this was going to be an important point in my journey to not only be able to learn from it, but also be able to understand where other people are coming from. And I remember texting a couple of my friends, including my pastor, and I was just like, you know, I'm really struggling today. I could just use some extra prayers and got through that day, got through the next couple of days, but knowing that it was really, really overwhelming to me to not feel equipped and not to know what to do. And I remember going into one of my patients' pre-op rooms that morning, and you guys, she was so scared. She was looking at me with, unfortunately, just jaundiced yellow skin and yellow eyes because she was so sick. And she was not from my state. She traveled from far away to be there. She was about to have a procedure and none of her family was allowed to be in there with her. She looked at me with so much fear and loneliness and not feeling well. And I looked at her through my masks. Normally I can I show my smile. I can show my compassion, but I felt like I couldn't take my mask off. I felt like I couldn't touch her. I felt like I couldn't do the normal things that I do to, to help my patients. And the two of us, both scared. And I had to just take that moment and realize that it's going to be okay. And that my time right now is to be there for her. And so I remember putting my mask down a little bit so that she could see my face and then pulling my back up. I'm like, I'm here with you. And I put my hand on hers and she asked me to pray for her. I've never done that in medicine before because it just seems like we're not supposed to. But in that moment, that's what she needed. And honestly, I think I did too. And that was my first week back. And thankfully, I was able to be off that following two weeks and was able to go back to that high again of building my business, of talking to amazing people and to kind of refresh and and be revitalized, right? And then it was my turn to go in and I went in and it was a fine day. I came home that afternoon after working all day and I just didn't feel very well. I was super achy and I just felt off. And so I took my temperature because at this point, we're supposed to be taking our temperature twice a day before we go in and when we get home. And it was 100.2. So not high enough to necessarily like fall within the guidelines that I shouldn't go in. But like clearly that was not normal for me because I had been taking my temperature. And I just, I felt torn. I felt like, gosh, you know, is this okay for me to go into work? Is it okay for me to stay home or is it? I don't know, just all the things like, am I letting my team down if I stay home? Am I letting my patients down if I go in? All these things that that were going through my mind. And I ended up calling the health, occupational health people the next day. And they they instructed me to stay home. They wanted me to go get COVID testing. I went in. That was a whole different experience. Driving in, feeling like you're in this weird sci-fi movie with different stops and people all like covered in very heavy protective gear outside testing 
very weird experience. But then when I got through to the part where I actually got the test, one of the nurses that was there to do my test was somebody I knew. She was a fellow business partner of mine. And her being there was so amazing. And so I wanted to say this is that you might not realize that just your presence in somebody's journey in this might be exactly what they need in that moment. And that's what Janelle was for me that day. And so I got the testing done. It came back negative, thankfully. But a couple of days after my fever started, my aches were still there. My chills were still there. But I started to get short of breath, short of breath at rest. And that was not normal for me. I did not have any underlying breathing problems, have never experienced this before. And it brought a whole nother level of just fear. I ended up getting a hold of my doctor and they had me tested again. And that one also came back negative but not understanding why am I still feeling like this? Why can't I breathe? I remember having a hard time getting through a conversation. I remember not being able to rest because when I laid down to try to rest, I couldn't breathe. It was very unsettling and they were not quite sure what to do with me. They didn't know for sure if it was COVID or not. And so they wanted us to continuing to quarantine from my family. And so I spent time away from my family fearful that I was going to get them sick and not feeling well myself and not feeling well enough to really build my business at this point, really just laid there and thought, thought a lot, prayed a lot. And during this time, it caused me to to question, what am I doing? Where am I going? What is my next step? What's my purpose with all of this? And sometimes I can get overwhelmed when I think too much because then I don't know where to even start. And that's kind of where I was with this. Gosh, two weeks in and I was still not feeling well, still short of breath. I had a third COVID test, went for that and was negative. So still don't really know what the heck that all was, but I was given some steroids and I felt better and was able to go back to work. It was a very lonely time during that because I didn't really have all the answers. I think that COVID is something so new that our medical testing is hard to know if it's 100% accurate, not knowing if I should allow myself to be with my family or not, not knowing whether or not I should be going to work or not, feeling like I was going to be letting people down, not falling within the occupational health, COVID triage kind of thing to to know what to do next because I was having negative tests. So I kind of felt like I was in this weird in-between land of, of not knowing what the heck was going on. And That was really scary. I'm telling you guys that story because if you have been somebody who was not feeling well during this, I want you to just know that I feel for you, that it's scary. It's scary not knowing how it's going to turn out. It's scary not knowing who you might get sick or whether or not you're going to get somebody sick and whether or not you're not being the person that you need to be for certain people. There's lots of different emotions that went through that. And so I want you to know that you're not alone. So when I was finally well enough to go back to work, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that experience as well. So I hadn't by this point because of being on the team that was off on purpose and then getting sick for a couple of weeks, I had not been at work for like a month. And Everything changes on a daily basis as far as like what we're supposed to do for protective gear and how we're supposed to take it off and put it on and how we're supposed to treat our patients as far as what we're supposed to to do for certain things and how we're supposed to 
and what order we're supposed to take our gloves off and our gown and hand sanitize and what we can touch and what we can't. And I was nervous about it. Anyway, right? I ended up getting assigned to an area that I hadn't worked in, oh gosh, for like six years. The people that were there with me were amazing and super supportive, but it didn't take away from the fact that I felt really uncomfortable not really knowing how to best take care of the patient because I hadn't, you know, done that kind of procedure for a while, but really just anxious more for the donning and doffing of all the protective gear and knowing what I was supposed to do. And one of the things that is probably the most important part of what I do is establishing breathing for a patient once I've taken their ability to breathe for themselves away, right? Typically, we have a team of us around when we do that because it is so important that we make sure that the patient can breathe. And what was really interesting about this time during this COVID experience was that there was a time where, because I was such a high-risk part of the procedure, me as a nurse anesthetist and our anesthesia team were the ones that were in there with the patient while they were being put to sleep and while they were getting their breathing tube put in. But the entire rest of our surgical staff, our nurses, our surgical techs, our surgical assistants, were no longer in the rooms with us. They were actually in the hallway without their protective gear on. And during that time, I just felt really lonely, very isolated, not knowing if I had the resources there available to me when I needed them. And it was a scary time. And that day I took care of a patient who had a hard time breathing. And it was on top of everything else that I was going through she did fine, but I started to question myself on whether or not I was equipped to do this, whether or not I was in the headspace to be able to critically think the way that I normally would. And there was a moment where I realized that I had to think about things that I normally don't have to think about, right? I had to think about instead of just like taking care of her breathing, I had to think about, well, I just took my gloves off. So what am I supposed to touch? And instead of being able to completely focus on her, I had to also think about me. And I can not even tell you the mental capacity that that takes to try to com- compute all of these things that you normally don't have to think about. And I left there that day feeling really exhausted, feeling like I'm not good at what I do, feeling like who am I equipped to do all the things that I'm supposed to do? And that felt really, really scary. It felt vulnerable. It felt deflating. And I left there that day, got in my car and I cried again. And I'm like, gosh, you know, I thought I was cut out for this, but I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. And I thought of my colleagues who were in New York during this time. I was thinking of my colleagues who were literally traveling to New York on purpose. And I'm thinking, gosh, I can't even feel comfortable doing anesthesia across the street in an area that I normally don't work, but at least it's in my same health system. What's the matter with me? And just really being down on myself and not giving myself the grace that there's all these other things going on and that I'm doing the best that I can. Now, I'm going to fast forward to Friday and tell you that You know, things are getting more normal, but the mere thought of the fact that I'm still having to think about what order I put gloves on and take them off and in what order 
I can touch things and not being able to just do my job like I normally do, but having to think about all of these things on top of it, it is unbelievably emotionally and mentally exhausting. And I leave work every day feeling just beat. Even though they have amazing testing, all of our patients have to have both serum and swabs negative, or at least negative swabs, and it doesn't matter with the serum, but they have to have both testing done prior to even coming in for surgery. I know that the precautions are there, and I know that the ones that I'm taking care of, at least right now, should not be positive. We're still having to do all of these precautionary measures, and it's still really exhausting mentally and having to think about not only what is best for this patient, but what is best for everybody involved as far as the way that this patient is going to breathe and the risks that this patient is bringing to everybody else. And things that I just, like I said, I've never had to think about in in steps one, two, and three, now I have to think about them. And worrying still about whether or not I'm going to get something or bring it back to my family or all of the things that the pressure that we're being put on is exhausting, right? And then I have patients that also need my help. They need my compassion. They're anxious. They're scared. They don't like the masks either. It's very claustrophobic. You can't breathe. And being there for them emotionally as an empath, like I can feel their feelings. And that alone takes a lot of emotional energy for me. And so it's hard and it's scary and I'm exhausted, right? And on Friday, I'm sitting in the workroom, which is a gift in itself because here's another deal is that our workrooms are small. And so they've taken away most of the chairs, most of the computers, because they don't want us to have exposure in the break rooms. And so to be able to rest in between cases and on your, on your lunch break is a, is a gift now. And anyway, I'm in the break room and I'm hearing some people talk about the riots that are going on in Minneapolis. And I live in Rochester, which is an hour south of Minneapolis. And people were talking about the fact that that afternoon, the riots were starting to make their way down to Rochester and that people had been witnessing others throwing bricks off of the overpasses onto the freeway. And normally I don't take that freeway, but that day I needed to in order to get to an appointment. I'm just like, I can't fathom this, right? I'm getting close to being off of work. I go into a room to help out because they needed help and, and they had a difficult time getting a breathing tube in this patient. And before I was able to come in and just help, they're like, go get your mask on. And so just all of these things are just overwhelming. Like, I just want to be able to help. But now I have to think about all these other things. And then as I'm walking out, somebody was saying, by the way, there might be some riots that are going to be outside of our hospital at three o'clock, which is when I was going to be leaving. And it's like, you know, I, I just got done with this difficult day. I just got done trying to help this patient who we had a hard time getting a breathing tube in. I'm exhausted. And the last thing that I want to deal with right now is whether or not I'm going to get a brick thrown through my windshield on my way home or Am I going to be hurt walking from my hospital to my car? And it was too much. And I got to my car and I cried again. These are just a couple of the highlights from the last, you know, several weeks of my experience. Highs and lows. 
I really struggled sharing this with you guys because I don't want to come across as weak. And the whole point of the Untuck podcast, right, is to help people get past what's holding them back. But one of the things that I think is so important in all the interviews that I'm doing and when I talk to people is to recognize that once you go through something hard, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're immune to ever going through anything hard again. The difference between letting it beat you and surviving it and thriving and overcoming is that you reflect on it. You recognize where you're hurting. You recognize when you are experiencing something that doesn't seem like your best self and you can acknowledge it and you can call it out on the table. And by doing that, then you can seek out the resources that are going to help you. And I've been able to seek out friends. I've been able to seek out professional people that that I respect a lot for their advice. I've been able to spend more time in prayer and meditation and, and exercise, spending time outside and spending time with my family reading, things that I know are going to help me to get through it. But you have to be able to recognize it before you can do that next step, right? I think it's important that we make the decision then to acknowledge it, to figure out what we need to do to get through it, but to give ourselves some grace, to know that it's okay if you're not okay for today. But the important thing is, my friends, is that we continue to overcome We continue to do what we can to make it through, knowing that we're going to have to go through hard things again, but we're going to be better equipped next time because of this time, but we're not going to stay down. We're not going to stay there. Now, I might be having a great day today and tomorrow it might be bad again, but the point is is that I won't let myself have a bad day every day or let the whole day be bad every day. So acknowledge when you're hurting Reach out to people that can help you when you are down. Make the decision to not stay there, but give yourself some grace when you're struggling because we're not immortal. We're not inhuman. We feel, we cope, we don't cope. But the important thing is, is that we keep going. All right, you guys, I hope that you all stay safe. I hope that this helps in some way and just know that If there's something that you've experienced, I would love for you to reach out to me and share your experience. I would love for you to reach out so our listeners can know what it is that you did to get yourself through this because we're in this together and we can be there to help one another overcome this and other things that we go through. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss any of this awesomeness. And I will see you here next week as we discover ways to get ourselves unstuck and walk together in order for all of us to step boldly into the life that we are meant to live. Bye.